Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast post uh, FA Cup third round first game. We're going to have a replay after Newcastle United drew 1-1 with Blackburn Rovers at St. James's Park in what? It's becoming Groundhog Day in terms of Newcastle on Tyneside. A very, very poor performance. Newcastle eventually got back into it once each. Bradley Dack had put the visitors ahead. And then Isaac Perez, who came on, won a penalty, which Matt Ritchie dispatched. So Newcastle are going to have to go to Ewood Park, not this week, but the middle of next week, between games against Chelsea and Cardiff City. Two huge Premier League matches. Lee, we saw eight changes today. Didn't really work out in that regard. The Most of the players there looked rusty, and the likes of Jacob Murphy and Kendi really struggled, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was a... It was a difficult day, really, all round. When you look at the changes that were made, I um, I think there were some there was poor performances, particularly going in the final third. But uh, I mean, for me, I think there were, there were some positives as well. I thought Lejeune was very good. Uh, I don't think anyone surely can have got any complaints about that. He was really good in the tackle. Um, and then I thought the younger players done well. I think the Longstaff, Sterry, Woodman all did well on a tough. Tough get tough day for them. Um, you look at a day like this, and it's for them that this is a huge challenge playing against a championship team. They don't regularly play; they're playing in front of thirty six thousand. So I thought they'd done all right, um, but uh, you know it was the likes of the senior players like Kennedy and Hosselu who I, I didn't feel had great games and didn't you know have that clinical edge, uh, and really they they are more than capable of get Newcastle in the fourth round on their own if they step the performance or someone like Hostelou takes some of the chances that fell his way, particularly one in the first half. Um, so overall, there is a really gloomy feeling around it, but I think to start laying into young players and then start tearing pieces out of Lejeune on his comeback, I think that would be particularly harsh. Uh, maybe there were probably too many changes uh, on the day, but positive is they're still in the FA Cup they go into the draw they have another crack at it down at Blackburn and um, we see what happens Mark Benitez yesterday said that he was going to field a strong team but then caveated it by saying we have a few injuries to the likes of Fernandez and Diarmé there's players who are fatigued over Christmas and also that there's fringe players who need a bit of game time the players for Newcastle, in my opinion, who looked most comfortable today, weren't surprisingly the ones who've played recently. Richie looked looked probably the brightest spark from the ones who start. I was a Perez when he came on, made a big difference, injected pace and a bit of uh, creativity. Do you think that there was too many changes, in your opinion, or do you think Benitez really didn't have a choice given the fact that the Premier League is the priority? Uh, yeah, I think the squad is... Um the squad stretch, isn't it, because of the two players away in the Asian Cup. There's a few little niggles as well. I mean, the team that he put out probably should have been good enough to beat Blackburn, who, I mean, Tony Mowbray said in the post-match press conference, his team were very, very tired um, because they played three of the top teams in the championship over the Christmas period. And, and he essentially said they were totally fatigued and he felt that that's why Newcastle got back into the game when they did. I, I, I mean, I 
personally feel that Newcastle should play the strongest team that they can in the FA Cup every year. I know the argument that, that you know it, it, players could get injured, and and I and I appreciate that. And I know that Rondon obviously is the only really um, Premier League quality striker in the in the entire squad, so they have to protect him. Uh, and I think Longstaff deserved a chance. I think if you're not going to play Freddie Woodman today, when are you going to play him? I mean, Sterry, you know, I don't think those, those were the reasons why they didn't win. But the problem is, if you bring eight players in, they lack the fluency, they lack the ability to, um, you know, they lack the understanding and they, they, they're rusty. And that, that's the problem. If Rafa, um, and it's a, he's not the only one, every other Premier League manager does it. Newcastle managers have done it down, down the years. But I feel like that if you're going to play a team like that, then you're going to run the risk of what happened Personally, I would play the strongest team that you can because Newcastle United at the moment, at this moment in time, needs something to look forward to, and um, because the Premier League is not being enjoyable this season, that wasn't enjoyable. Most Newcastle fans will expect them to get beaten. I think probably at Blackburn, even though they'll probably be slight favourites. So that that's the worry, isn't it? That that you make those changes and and, and it always happens. We knew it was going to happen today. We all felt it was going to happen, and um, you know I, I don't think he had much of an option if he's going to take the attitude that he did. Um, but I, I, it's disappointing for me because I'd like to see them do something in the FA Cup. I've been here ten years. I've never seen them get past the fourth round. I've seen Bradford City get to the quarterfinals in that time when we were a League One club. Well, there's also more than thirty-six thousand fans in St James's Park today. A good few thousand Blackburn fans had made the trip across. Um, but Benitez almost intimated in his press conference after the game that it was potentially the worst case scenario that they've got a replay. Um, that's going to be either on Tuesday or Wednesday, as in not this week, but next week. Newcastle play Chelsea on the Saturday before, a late kick-off as well, and then they play Cardiff in a huge game at St James's Park the week after. We saw eight changes today, Lee. Do you expect to see a lot of changes for that game, and is it also potentially dependent on whoever Newcastle were to get in the draw for the fourth round? Because if, if they were to get, say, Man City or someone... Would that make Rafa think that, well, I need to make even more changes here because we're not going to go further in the Cup? Whereas if they were to get a home game against maybe a League One side, that may make them think we can go far in this competition. Yeah, I think you're right. The draw is a factor because if you do get a lower league team at home in the next round, then that's an incentive to play perhaps a stronger team. But as you mentioned there, Chelsea away and then Cardiff. This game's sandwiched in between those fixtures. It's hard to see someone like Matt Ritchie Playing those all three of those games, so he'd be used in the in the Premier League games, I would imagine. Um, you know, it's the, the cup isn't the priority this season. Staying up is a priority, but by the same token, you had thirty six thousand fans there, thirty three thousand Jordies turned up wanting to see Newcastle do well in the cup, and it was just such a shame for them. And I thought there was a lot of there was like families there today, and I just thought that. In it, overall, if we're being honest, and if the players are being honest, I think they let a lot of the fans down today. Um, you know, the ones who turned up. I mean, they, they let all the all the Newcastle fans down, no doubt about that. But the ones who turned up, to, you know, that don't sometimes come to the games and just wanted to see a win. We all want to see wins, but I just thought that they were let down a little bit today. And, and the very least they can do is win the replay. Um, but yeah, it's. It's so difficult these days because the stakes are so high. Staying in the Premier League, Newcastle as a club um, have have bought this on themselves in a way because 
they set up in the transfer windows, they don't bring players in, they end up scrapping for survival and they end up having to sacrifice the Cups and that's where Newcastle are uh, and the Cup isn't a priority. It won't be a surprise if they get knocked out against Blackburn, they'll be up for it. Um, gives Adam Armstrong and another Geordie, Danny Graham, a, a crack at knocking Newcastle out of the Cup again. So there'll be a lot of changes, I would say, and it, it could be an even weaker team than it was today. Mark Lee's just intimated to it there about the transfers and the lack of investment in the squad. We know that Benitez ended the summer window with Newcastle having made a net profit. We're now five days into the January window, a window Benitez himself said he wanted signings ready for January the 1st. Privately, he says he had signings ready in December. They're not here yet. He would like them to be integrated in the squad. He knows they're going to need strengthening. And he's even given himself basically a ban on speaking about transfers, self-imposed. Is is that part of the issue here? Is it does does the club need a signing just to give everyone a lift? Given the fact that they are struggling so much at St James's Park, the position in the league, everything else going on, would a signing make a big difference just psychologically more than anything else? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you're exactly right. It would inject a bit of excitement into the situation. Um, it would have to be a good signing. You know, uh, the problem is that Newcastle have kind of signed players in the last two windows who are all right. They're kind of mediocre players, average. They haven't really added something to the squad. They've added they've added depth, a little bit of depth, I suppose, that, you know, in the, the players who come out and go in, there's not too much difference, but they need a game-changing signing. That's no guarantee that, that that means that things are going to get better because 2015, they went out and signed Townsend, Shelby, um, Henri Save, Seydou Dumbia. <laughs> okay, two out of four ain't bad. Um, but and they were good players. Two of those players were very good players, and it didn't it didn't end up saving them in the Premier League. But it just feels at the moment that everything's very very downbeat. You know, fans. Some fans are almost wearing their cynicism as a kind of badge of honour on on social media. I thought the atmosphere today was yeah, it was a little bit flat, but I thought the fans stayed with the team a little bit more than maybe the team deserved today. But it feels extremely flat. Something needs to change at Newcastle United. I mean. The one positive that I kind of feel about this year is that something's going to have to change at some point. We can't go on with this never-ending trudge towards uncertainty. Nobody knows what's going on because at some point this season, something's going to have to change because Rafa has to make a decision on whether he stays or not. And that kicks off a chain of events that could go either way. But they need something in January. Um, Rafa's mood is as low as I've ever seen. Um, And it's been... What normally happens is his mood goes low, and then he get and then he comes back and and sort of almost shakes it off. And but it's been four or five press conferences now, post and pre-match press conferences where he's been extremely downbeat. It looks like it's taking its toll on him, and you can see that in the way that the team is playing. I think and a signing would be the, the minimum they could do really to to kick kick it off. Bear in mind, he said not that long ago that this is the, the transfer window that will decide whether he stays or not. You know, it doesn't feel like they're, make, they're moving heaven and earth to kind of try and keep him there. And the money is available. So there is no excuse for not signing players other than Newcastle are trying to pinch pennies, which it feels like, you know, or they're, they're, they're not giving him the money because they feel like they're waiting for something, you know, waiting for him to sign a new contract or whatever. We need the answers from the top. We, we us three can give our, our opinions and, and we we hear what's going on from different people but it really needs the club to come out and explain why it looks as if it's going to be loans and it looks as if it's going to, it's going to be later in the window because that's totally unacceptable isn't it? there's no reason for it to happen and I think that's why everybody's feeling frustrated that's why everybody's feeling down that's why nobody believes anything the club putting out at the moment because 
there is no explanation. There's no good explanation that for the fact that the club aren't in a position to sign anybody, haven't made any um, offers at the moment that we know of, and haven't moved close to signing anybody. But you're right; it needs something. It needs you know the transformative effect of signing somebody who can make a difference at this point would be would be huge. It would be a big big bonus. It wouldn't solve all the ills, but it would make a massive difference. Ali, I don't want to focus any more on the game because of how depressed it is really to look back on that match and also the transfer window. But there was one bit of positivity last night. The Peter Kenyon letter that was written to Mike Ashley before Christmas leaked out. Basically, within it, he, he implied that negotiations are quite advanced, that they're going to resume post uh, the festive period, which is we're now in those ending. Mike Ashley's back this weekend. Can you just give your take on the letter, please, and your current understanding about the takeover situation and where things stand in terms of Mike Ashley potentially selling the club? Well, I think both Kenyon and Ashley were happy for that letter to be in the public domain, um, which is you know what subsequently happened on Friday night. Then came a lot of uh, comments, you know, about it being a PR stunt or it was to stop people from cancelling direct debit and all that kind of thing. Um, but realistically, this is the first real bit of concrete news that we've had on the takeover. Uh, Kenyon still very much in in the hunt to to buy Newcastle. Uh, Ashley still waiting for that satisfactory price, but at least he hasn't shut the door completely like he did with. Amanda Stavely and I think all the frustration it's just all coming to a head now and, and, and you know the fans are quite rightly sick of the, the speculation but it's 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 a story it's, a, it's always going to be a developing story things are going to change, things are going to open things are going to go down and Ashley for me is, is a man who ha- is starting to come towards the end of his tenure here you know he, he, he knows that the fans don't want him here even those supporters that don't normally come to the game Today, because I think you know there was a, a lot of people either coming for the first time or sitting in different seats, all that kind of stuff. And even the ones that don't normally come today were chanting "Stand up if you hate Ashley" in the first half, and that sums up the the feeling in the city at the moment. Um, it's you know it's it's end up being like this because they haven't invested in windows, they haven't shown the ambition, the club isn't living up to its potential, and it's just a real mess. And it's you know it's starting to. Apathy is starting to sort of filter through, and you know next season if Rafa Benitez isn't here, then you do wonder how many fans, um, you know, may walk out and and Rafa not staying could well be the final straw. Well, thank you very much, guys, for giving your analysis post that game. We will have any updates on transfers if there are any in the next few days, and obviously anything to do with the takeover and build up to what is a big game for Newcastle now in the Premier League next weekend against Chelsea all on Chronicle Live so thank you for tuning in and make sure to keep up to date on the website